So I'm really excited. We are here to talk about our Marvel rankings. The MCU uh, has been going now 18 films. We just saw Black Panther and we'll sort of include that in this ranking. And my friend Reese is here to, to join me with this. Uh, hi, I'm Reese, and I uh, also uh, have a channel here on YouTube. Um, funnily enough, I didn't actually get into the MCU until about three months ago, four months ago, and um, now it's like some of them are my favorite films. Yeah. Of time, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, at least, I don't think any of these any of these movies are unwatchable. In my opinion, the MCU hasn't had a movie that's been terrible. There's no like Batman and Robin level, X-Men Origins Wolverine level, uh, Superman 4, like that kind of just terrible total disaster movie. I think these have all been watchable, in my opinion. And, uh, but you know, some are better than others. And, and uh, so we will, we will talk it out, we'll hash it out. And I'm sure we'll have very, very different lists and somewhat controversial lists. So put your rankings in the comment section and uh, let us know what you think of our, of our rankings. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about when I, obviously we are very different ages. When I was uh, your age, <laughs> the comic book movies were pretty bad. Like you had your Batman and Robins and it wasn't until the Spider-Man movies came out that they actually started to like feel like legitimate movies, which wasn't until I was in, in college. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, you, I guess you could go back and say Superman from, you know, the original Superman, but there really just, there was a pretty dry period. So I think we, we don't realize kind of how uh, good we have it sometimes here in this day and age of superhero movies. Cause I mean, compared to what we were getting in the 90s, any of these movies is way better than most of what we were getting then. <laughs> and uh, so I think we're kind of spoiled in a way. Yeah. And uh, just before we get into this, is this a spoilers talk? Um, yes. Yeah, so we, we yeah. may have some uh, spoilers. We'll try not to be too much, but... but I literally saw Black Panther like four hours ago, so I know that this is not the best. But, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, so, you know, some of these movies we have more time to sit on than others. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see yeah. where it goes. So, okay. So my ranking, we're going to start at the bottom and go upward. And my number 18 is going to be very controversial. But for me, uh, my least favorite Marvel movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I just felt like this movie took all of what they had built in the first movie and kind of, you know, ruined it because the, the, the first movie was all about building this team and creating this sense of family. And, uh, and in the like first 15 minutes or so of this movie, they immediately divide up that family. And I found myself getting annoyed with characters that I had loved in the previous film. Because uh, a character like Rock, uh, because a character like Rocket, in when he's mixed up with all the other characters, it works. But when it's just him, uh, or Drax, for instance, Drax works as part of 
the comedy, part of the heart, part of everything together as a group. But when it's just him, it becomes kind of grating and annoying. And I just thought that the, I didn't like Ego as a character. I, I didn't like that story. I, I thought that they used humor in ways that didn't work, which actually worked in the first one. Like for instance, that emotional moment, having David Hasselhoff all of a sudden appear as a joke, like it felt really weird to me. I didn't like it. I, I didn't think that the uh, plot line with Nebula and Gamora worked at all. I thought that uh, Karen Gillum was totally overcooking it as Nebula. And I actually kind of liked her in the first one, but she was very like snarling evil, like, ah, ha, ha, you know, kind of a thing in this. And that wasn't interesting to me. And I, I didn't like, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I was just, I was pretty disappointed by it. I didn't think it was funny. And I just thought that dividing up the team, which was the main point of the first movie was to build up this team of outlaws was a huge mistake. And, uh, and I, it looks nice. It's pretty, um, but it just wasn't for me. I didn't like it. So that is my number 18. I mean, I do see where you're coming from. Mine is very much... Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a lot higher for me, but, like, I suppose because I joined so late, I haven't had to really wait any time to, like... Like, obviously, if you saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy and then waited three years to see the second one, mm -hmm. I couldn't understand where that disappointment came from, but I didn't really have to wait at all. So I, I can't see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what's your number 18? Uh, my number 18 is... The, the only film I genuinely hate and the only film that I've, not, I've only ever watched once uh, and that's The Incredible Hulk. Ah, oh, uh, interesting. Okay. I, I just, I don't know, this film feels too distant and I don't mind a film that is, you know, standalone from the MCU which like, I mean, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy feels very distant from the MCU. Yeah. But it kind of works with that. But The Incredible Hulk really didn't, for me, just it didn't do anything well in my opinion. I, I'd i seen Mark Ruffalo's version of the character, so Edward Norton really just wasn't that good to me. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't a massive fan of the Abomination. I do give them props for finding a villain that was actually a good fight for the Hulk. Um, but that is my main problem with Hulk as a standalone um, superhero, is the fact that they really need good villains to ever show a challenge. Like Halfway through the film, there's like, an, there's like a set piece where you know, the army, try, I'm pretty sure they're trying to kill Hulk on like a school field or whatever. Yeah. And there's just like this man walks up to the Hulk and I'm just like, am I supposed to like feel anything like now? Like if this wasn't written, this man would have just been thrown five miles away by the Hulk. So yeah. I don't know. That's why the Hulk for me, he's, a, I like him as part of a team up movie. I've actually loved the Hulk in every film mm -hmm. since The Incredible Hulk, but uh, as his own, standalone i don't feel like he's that good and plus i, I can't it just wasn't that memorable I, and i just didn't really like it that much yeah it it is i definitely don't hate it but i think that it is very forgettable i have it pretty low on my list i think that the end fight is kind of fun with abomination i think it's done pretty well i like Liv tyler is i think it's pretty good as a uh, one of the I, she'd be on the upper part of my list of the Marvel girlfriends. I think she's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I think you make a really strong point about Hulk 
just being so strong that it's hard to have a, uh, I don't know, hard to have him as a lead character, better as a side character. Edward Norton, definitely. I mean, he's a, a, a very, very good actor. Uh, not that Mark Ruffalo isn't, but he's more of a, um, a serious actor, Edward Norton. And I, I think that it just feels very separate. And sometimes that can be kind of appealing that it's very different from the rest of the MCU. But uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, it's, it's not a great movie. I don't think it's terrible, but yeah, I get it. Um, so for me, I have at number 17... Another one that might be controversial, I don't know. I have Iron Man 3. And I, I think that there are good parts about this movie. I think that Rob Downey Jr. is actually quite good. Uh, I like him dealing with panic attacks. I think that's kind of an interesting thing for Tony. And it definitely comes into play later on in Avengers Age of Ultron and Civil War. Uh, so that's interesting. But I just, I hate the Mandarin twist so much i just think it is so lame because here you have this interesting villain you have this interesting character and then they trade it out for a man in a suit you know a boring man in a suit and they've done that in so many marvel movies have this you know greedy corporate bad guy that it's just kind of like ugh. and i really hated that a lot <laughs> and i just not that huge a fan of shane black it's i people love his movies but they're just not my style. Uh, the way he does dialogue, the way that he's just sort of, I don't know, like I, I prefer my Marvel movies to be a little more optimistic in tone. And uh, I don't know, I just don't like, I just don't, it's not one I ever feel like watching. It's not one that I enjoy watching. It's just not for me. So that's what I have at 17. Yeah, understandable. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much for me really more to say about it. I'll just talk <laughs> fair enough. Um, what do you have at seventeen? Uh, my seventeen. I I feel like this actually is controversial, which I didn't realise it was. But my number seventeen is actually Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see, now this film is really weird for me because the first half of this film I actually really like, and I do like Steve Rogers when he's like, even though I think the CGI is awful, I I don't like the CGI when he's on the thin body. Okay, um, but I like his mind frame in that, I, and I've, I am going to say that he's got the same mindset when he's a weakling as when he's a super soldier, and I do like that. Um, but I just have problems with this film. I'm not a massive fan. I don't know if this is controversial, but I don't like at all. I don't think Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers really. <gasps> I don't like their romance. I'm really? I don't really like their romance. Um, <laughs> And I like uh, Bucky Barnes, but other than that, I think all the other characters aren't that good. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of the Red Skull in this film, and I just think it. I think the end feels it, it gets too gloomy for me at the end, and I mean that's something the DC do a lot. Even Wonder Woman mm -hmm. gets really, really too gloomy at the end for me, and I feel like Captain America falls into this kind of basket of just at the end there's just just too much going on, and you can't really focus on anything. Um, and I hate, I, I I can't stand the middle section of this movie. The way they've just made this super soldier, and then they're using him, you know, as like, a, as like a stage show. 
to get the troops up. I, I hate that so much. Um, but, you know, there were some fun things in this film. Um, and I think Chris Evans just kind of took this role straight away, and I did really like him. Um, plus, I love how it just led straight into um, the Avengers. I did like that. Yeah. Um, but overall, I just... The first half is good, but the middle is just not good, and then the end is very a bit, a bit dreary. So I just... I, I, I overall just don't feel satisfied cool okay uh so i can i can understand that uh i yeah i'll talk more more about that in a little bit but um uh for me so going on to number 16 i have iron man 2 uh, i actually don't hate this movie as much as most people seem to i i think that uh it's kind of interesting the idea of sort of because for so long superheroes were always sort of hidden you know whether it's your peter parker or your uh you know your uh you got batman and you've got you know like bruce wayne and superman clark kent they're always sort of these hidden characters and so i thought it was kind of interesting in iron man 2 that you have this superhero who's like a celebrity everybody knows iron man he's you know and it starts to for somebody like tony it definitely starts to get to his head you know a little bit the the fame and the publicity and everything like that and so i think that that's that's interesting to me and i like i think it was an upgrade to get uh, don Cheadle for uh um to to play opposite uh, opposite uh, uh robert Downey jr and I, I agree the villain is kind of lame but i don't really care that much if like a villain is lame uh, if the hero's journey is interesting enough for me, and I think it is. So it's not a great movie, but I don't think it's as, as terrible as some people make it out to be. But I have it at 16. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I do think Iron Man 2 is better than people give it credit for. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but my number 16 is uh, Thor The Dark World. Mm -hmm. Now, this film, actually, when I first saw this film and first made my ranking. This was at eight. I, mm. I really enjoyed this film when I first watched it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, a few weeks ago, my brother wanted to watch through the MCU films, so I said I'd watch them again with him. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I couldn't finish this film, and I don't actually know what was different about it this time, but I just I didn't... I wasn't enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I think it does have the most forgettable villain yeah. um, in Marketh. Um, and... I don't know. I, I love Thor. Thor and Loki have chemistry enough to drive a film. I do think that. Yeah. And Chris Hemsworth is my favourite Marvel actor. I love Chris Hemsworth. And then, the, but the thing is, with Thor: The Dark World, I wasn't a fan that much of uh, Jane Foster was okay. I think it was interesting taking Jane Foster to Asgard. Mm -hmm. And there were some good moments in this. Actually, I did really like some of the moments in this film. Um, but everything with the uh, Jane's friend and her intern, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't stand. I, it's got to be one of the worst acting performances I've seen in the MCU, Jane's friend. She just did, she, it always felt like overacting. And then mm -hmm. it was, I think it was a little convoluted as well. Um, but it did introduce, you know, one of the Infinity Stones, which is obviously important. Mm -hmm. um, and I, th I, do, I do understand where the film is going, but like, I mean, I'm just kind of glad that with the third Thor film, they did kind of reroute the character, because if it went in this direction further, mm -hmm. I just don't think there would have been anything for the character. 
Yeah, I agree. Pretty much we're on the same page on this one. You'll see it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, I, I, I think that the, what saves it for me, I love Thor and Loki. And I think there actually was some really interesting dynamics. I think when uh, their, their mother dies, like that's actually pretty emotional. I think it works. And I think the, the ending fight where they're, where they're, where they're going between lands, uh, between worlds, I think it's really cool. I think it, it looks cool and it's fun. And uh, so that's enough for it to be just a little higher for me. But, um, but yeah, I agree with you about Jane and uh, it's, 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 and the villain is, is super lame, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's strong enough as far as just those, those few things for me to get it a little higher, but you'll see. So my number 15 is uh, the incredible Hulk. So we've already talked quite a bit about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it's pretty much just in, in this spot just because I think that that ending fight is pretty entertaining and pretty good. And I like Liv Tyler pretty good. And uh, it just is, I guess if you're in the mood for something different, something, you know, unique in the MCU, it's there. And uh, where some of these other films are a little more bland and forgettable. Um, not that Incredible Hulk is especially memorable because it's not, but it's just different, I guess. So anyway, that got it to number 15 for me. Uh, but um, maybe, yeah. So uh, what do you have at 15? Well, uh, people might shoot me down for this. It is the most controversial thing on this list, I'm guessing. Uh, but my number 15 is actually Iron Man. Whoa. Okay. I honestly, everyone was like, when I first got into the MCU, Mm-hmm. The first film I watched in the MCU was Ant-Man, and then I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy films, and then that's when I decided to just watch it all the way through. Okay. So I was really excited to watch Iron Man because I'd heard great things about it, but I, I, I really just did not enjoy it, to be honest. Like, I do like Tony Stark, and Robert Downey Jr. does amazing in the role. I like Pepper. I wasn't a fan of Terrence Howard, but obviously neither was Marvel. Um, um. And, I mean, there was just a lot of things that I just didn't really enjoy. The whole Tony Stark in captivity, that that was a lot of the movie, and I just wasn't that big a fan. I hated the final battle. The final battle I just did not like. I don't think Jeff Bridges... I mean, you put Jeff Bridges as a villain in a comic book movie, and it should be the most unforgettable thing ever, but it just it, it wasn't... I hated the first Iron Man suit. I thought it was ugly... And I don't know, there was just something about this film. It never, it never really injured me. And I don't, I I can't, like, I don't know if there's like a specific reason why, but for some reason, I just never got into this film as much as some other people did. And as you can, as you can see, like, it's actually my least favorite of the Iron Man. So, yeah, I don't know. I just never really got into it as much as other people. There you go. I have it much, much, much higher, but I I can understand. Uh, And you know, it was the first, obviously the first of the MCU. I, I really like how smart Tony is. Like we forget kind of, cause he sort of loses that by the, especially Age of Ultron, like he's pretty stupid. Uh, but in that first movie, like he's scrappy and he's smart. And, uh, and I, I, I really, you'll see, I have a very high end list. So, but that's cool. Like we all have our controversial rankings. So I, I respect that. So uh, number 14 for me on my list is Thor The Dark World. And like I said, pretty much because I love Thor and Loki so much, and I thought their dynamic was pretty good. I thought there was some emotion 
in the movie, particularly around their mother. And I liked that ending battle when they're going between worlds and stuff was pretty fun and, and entertaining. So that's what it gets to 14, but I agree with everything that you said about Jane and about the villain. And it's, it's not a great movie, but I liked it. So there you go. That's what I have at 14. Uh, what do you have at 14? Uh, my number 14 is Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, and I actually did enjoy this film, to be honest. I actually, this is another quite controversial statement. I actually think Whiplash is a good villain. I do. I, I, I like Whiplash as the villain. Okay. Um, and I think it, I think he is very clever because I'm not a fan of villains who like, will just like say sit on their throne and be like, get everyone else to do their work. Cause I'm like, if you, if you're that evil, you're that big of a villain, you just do everything yourself. But I, I like villains that like sit behind closed doors and do everything with computers. And Whiplash, the way he like kind of took over the War Machine suit at the end, I think was really cool. Um, the introduction of War Machine, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a fan of War Machine. Um, I was going to do a video with LC Screen Talk like ranking the, the Avengers, mm -hmm. and War Machine actually was my least favorite superhero because I do feel like he's just a second-rate Iron Man. Um, but he's still fun to have in the film, and I don't know, like, that final fight was actually pretty cool, seeing War Machine and Tony, uh, well, Iron Man do, like, fight all the robots together. Mm -hmm. And then when War Machine landed, I mean, uh, Whiplash landed, and he had the massive electric whips, it was cool. Um, mm -hmm. And I just don't, I feel like this film is very underrated for its sequences, like, its action sequences. Mm -hmm. um, I love the Monaco Raceway uh, sequence. Yeah, that's good. So much. Um, I think Pepper's good in this film as well. I do like Pepper Potts, and it's it's a shame that we didn't see her for quite a while until uh, Homecoming. But apparently, she will be in Infinity War, so mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I do. I still don't think this is an amazing film, but I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't think it's as bad as people say uh, it is for sure. So, okay. Uh, so for number thirteen, I have Captain America. The first Avenger. I think this movie has a lot of style. I like the World War II setting. I like the conflict uh, that you, or the, I like that you get to see the beginning of the relationship with Bucky and, uh, and Steve. I think that that's obviously very important for the rest of the MCU and for his motivation. I love Peggy Carter. I think, <laughs> I totally disagree with you on that. And I think she's by far, the best of the Marvel girlfriends. Uh, I really, I like Haley Owl's performance and I just really like their chemistry and I think that they're great. I, I like Joe Johnson's style of directing. I really love his movie, The Rocketeer. And I think you can feel sort of that, uh, some of that film kind of seeping into this. Um, but I mean, the downsides for me is it does, I think, drag a little bit in the middle. I think it gets a little slow and uh, so, yeah, that's the only thing is I think pacing, it could be tightened a little bit, but I, I actually don't mind the Red School. I think it's pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, there are, I, I have it at 13. What do you have at 13? Uh, my number 13 uh, is Thor. And okay. uh, I, I just have to throw a disclaimer out there right now. Like, every film from this point onwards, uh, I like and I, I do enjoy and I would recommend. Um, uh, and Thor, Thor was a good film. It was kind of opposite. Like I'd heard so much good about Iron Man, and I didn't enjoy it. 
And then I'd heard so much quite bad about Thor, and I actually found it really enjoyable. I enjoyed <laughs> it as a fish out of water comedy. Um, I think Thor, Thor was really endearing as the character. I think Chris Hemsworth just took to the took it like like a duck to water. Mm-hmm. I loved Chris Hemsworth in the role. I think Jane Foster was really good in this film, and I think all of the supporting characters were good in this film. Um, and I really liked this because at this point, you could tell that they were starting to build the MCU up. You know, uh, you had the introduction of Hawkeye for a brief moment um, when the Destroyer landed in. You know, Phil Coulson said, is that from Stark? Like, you could tell that they were trying to build in this this whole thing. And I did really think that seeing Thor trying to regain his honour was really cool. Um, and I did like Loki as the villain. I like what... I think Loki is one of the best villains in, his, mm-hmm. in movie history. Mm-hmm. For the amount of backstory he gets, like, you really are... When you're genuinely sitting there thinking, am I rooting for the hero or the villain? Mm-hmm. You know your villain is good. Your villain is very good. And I think Loki is really good. I think Anthony Hopkins does well as Odin. I think Idris Elba, as much as Heimdall doesn't do much, I still think it's good. Um, and yeah, I, re- I did enjoy this film. And then that last portion in Asgard, I really enjoyed. And I just love Asgard. I think it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's much higher. It's higher on my list. I love it. I mean, yeah, you're so right. Chris Hemsworth is a like charm machine in this movie. So great. I yeah. I I'll talk about it a little bit later. But I, I really do enjoy Thor. So I agree with you. Uh, and all, all the things that you said. Uh, so for me, number twelve is Avengers: Age of Ultron. When I first saw this, I was super high on it. Loved it. I saw it like three times in the theater. And I have to admit that, like, once I had some space from it, I could see more of its flaws. But I still think it's a pretty entertaining film. And uh, it is definitely kind of a, a, a bit of a filler. You know, it's sort of connecting. It's kind of a movie that the, uh, the Marvel MCU, that the MCU needed to kind of make a bunch of films after it work. <laughs> and it's true uh, in that way. I, I, I do think that... Bruce and Steve, uh, that Bruce and Tony are pretty stupid <laughs> in creating Ultron. Like, come on, guys, think this one through. But oh well. And but I really like uh, the introduce introduction of Scarlet Witch. I really like the Hulkbuster scene. I really like uh, the uh, the party scene is super fun, super entertaining. I like James Spader as Ultron. I think he's funny and it works for me. And overall, I just think, I think it's an entertaining film. I can see it it does have its problems. There's definitely scenes where you're like, why is this in this movie? This makes no sense, but you need it for the, for the whole MCU to work. And, uh, but a movie should work on its own. Uh, But uh, I, I like the little bits of backstory that we get to different characters, like getting a little bit of Black Widow's character and what happened to her as a child, uh, getting to see a little bit of uh, some of the, the 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 nightmares that Tony is having, which you saw, you know, which you see some in Iron Man 3. And uh, so it, I like it. I do, but I, I, I understand some of the problems. But anyway, I have it at 12. Yeah, I have it a bit higher, but um, surprisingly, I have a lot of friends that actually prefer this over the first Avengers, and I, I can't see that, but there we go. Yeah. Um, 
but my what number are we on? Let me twelve. I'm twelve. My twelve is Iron Man three. So as you can see, like all three of the Iron Mans come quite low down. Um, because I don't know, his films to me just aren't as good as some of the others. But I still think Iron Man three is uh, his the best Iron Man film. Um, I I enjoy it the most. Um, I I do like the kid in Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I feel like he adds a lot of vulnerability to Tony, um, and I do like it when anyone, like any one of the Mandarin uh, henchmen, like kind of become fiery and red and burn things. I do like that. Um, mm-hmm. The the whole Iron Patriot thing in this film annoyed me because I was just like, get rid of the Iron Patriots. It's just not as good as War Machine. Um, uh, and I think what was really interesting in this film was kind of. Putting other people in the suits, like you know, you had that guy who hijacked the Iron Patriot, um, or when Pepper Potts was in the Iron Man suit, things like that were just really interesting. Um, and I did love that part, that end where even though it was a bit all over the place, where he was falling out of one suit train to another, things like that, it was kind of cool. Um, and I do like the, the choices that he made in this film, you know, he chose to like get rid of all of his suits to focus on Pepper because he thought Pepper had died. And it was also cool seeing Pepper, like, finally do something. Because as good of a side character as she is, it was cool to kind of see her be a bit of a badass. So, yeah, I did. I, I liked Iron Man 3 quite a bit. But I do agree with you. Um, the Mandarin whole twist was annoying. Because um, the thing that was annoying is the ben K- if they kept Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin throughout, I think it would have been good. Because mm-hmm. he was a good... He was good. And... Something. Some people said that, uh, one of my friends said earlier while I was talking to him, he said that Ben Kings, he should have been the Mandarin, but he should have been beaten halfway through and then almost killing him, which still would have been that good, but I feel like it would have been better. Um, and yeah, I, I, I did like it, um, but I there's just so many better films to me. Cool. Okay, so number 11 for me is Spider-Man Homecoming. I really enjoyed this film. I really liked all the sort of the high school aspects to it. I liked him and his friend. I liked their chemistry. I really liked seeing Tony again as sort of the, the, the funny, like I felt like this was back to old school Tony when we had like three movies in a row where he'd been kind of depressed and kind of, you know, had panic attacks and, and it was, it was sort of refreshing to me to see that again. I, I, my, I don't have a ton of problems with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I do think Michael Keaton is good, entertaining as the villain. I just wish that I'd gotten to see more Spider-Man. Like, I felt like there was hardly any of him just, like, you know, swinging through the city, kind of like Spider-Man that you like to see. I felt that, uh, that the female characters were kind of underdeveloped, weren't great. And I don't know, there's just something about it that, like, I, I, I liked it. It was really good, but I just, I didn't love it. <laughs> so it's right here in the middle of my ranking. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I think Tom Holland's really charming in the role. I, 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 but I think all of the action felt more like an Iron Man movie than a Spider-Man movie. And I didn't really like having his suit being able to talk. I didn't really like that. And so I don't know. I have it at 11. 
Yeah, fair enough. I mine's like very. We're, we're going to get to my Spider-Man Homecoming very soon, so yeah, cool. I'll speak about it then. Okay. Um, but my number eleven um, is Doctor Strange, and I'm a little bit similar to, similar with you, Spider-Man, with how you are with Spider-Man Homecoming. Is like I felt like everything was okay in Doctor Strange. Um, I do think the visual effects were the best of the MCU. They had like no competition, in my opinion. The visual effects in Doctor Strange were amazing, and I did like the character of. Um, I didn't mind Stephen Strange. I'm not like a huge fan of him, um, but he's all right. I do like Benedict Cumberbatch in the role, however. Um, Rachel McAdams though was just totally underused. Yeah. Um, I liked Tilda Swinton in it as well. Tilda Swinton was pretty good um but the whole thing with Dormammu I wasn't a huge fan of because I mean you've kind of been building Kaecilius up for this whole film only to not have him in the final battle and while the Dormammu stuff was pretty cool and I really liked how you know he was he kept reminding time I did like that but it kind of felt like it should have been in a different film like it didn't feel like Dormammu should have been the main like the villain in this film that he fought in the end um, I think performances throughout were pretty good. I think Mads Mikkelsen was good as Kaisilius, but once again, I don't think he had enough to do with the role. Um, but that first like proper battle uh, in the New York Sanctum, where you know he gets the cloak and everything like that, I thought that was really really cool. Um, and uh, any any scene in this film where like, especially the one in the hospital. Uh, where like they were fighting the spirits, I thought that was just so, so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there was there was just a lot to love about Doctor Strange, um, and it's just simply a case of I like the other films more, mm-hmm. and I don't. There's never like a part of me that just wants to revisit it. And I suppose that's why it's a little bit lower on the list. Yeah, I have it at number 10, so I, I'm basically on the same page with you on this one. I did, yeah, the visual effects were amazing. I love Benedict Cumberbatch in the lead. I thought that he actually got to some pretty low points uh, that uh, that I felt, you know, really felt for his character when he's, like, sitting out uh, just begging to get some help. I, I thought it was powerful and, and meaningful. I do think some of the stuff is, is very silly, like how easy it is for them to steal that book, you know, like <laughs> things like, yeah. it's like, boy, you certainly like left it out there. Like if it's this special, like you should uh, been a little more careful with it. And I actually, I thought it was funny, the ending with Demano, De I guess, I forget how you say it, but anyway, and I, I enjoyed it. It was fine, uh, but it's not like great. But, uh, yeah, and definitely I agree with you about Rachel McAdams is way underused, but I think that she has potential. I hope that we see her again. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just, I just really liked Dr. Strange's journey and I, I really liked getting sort of this mystical, uh, part of the MCU kind of something. It felt fresh and new to me in that regard from what we'd seen in the MCU, uh, but it's not like it's not great, but yeah, it ended up number ten for me. Like it, it's it's solid, it's entertaining. I enjoy it. So yeah, and I think it's something that also adds to it being a bit low down is the fact that kind of I think correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he's the only member of the Avengers that we've only seen one. We've only seen in one film. So 
I think, like... Yeah, I mean, except for just that little bit in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so, like, we haven't really seen his power set, like, really be massively over overused. So I feel like he will... Yeah. I feel like come Infinity War, he will be a lot better. Like, him and Spider-Man are basically the same in the MCU as far as use, I would say. Yeah. Um, now, we actually alternate, because my 10 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm, okay. Um, and I pretty much the same things. I, this one is really weird, because I actually think it's better when it's stripped back. When it's Peter Parker, and, like, when it's the Vulture is just Adrian Toomes. I think the film's actually a lot better. And the film's best moment, in my opinion, is that car scene with Peter, Liz, and um, Adrian. Yeah, that's good scene. Like the facial, the, the the facial expressions from Michael Keaton in that scene are just amazing. And like as Liz is telling him the information, the way his face is changing as he's working it out is just amazing from Michael Keaton. Um, mm -hmm. And he he looks awesome as the Vulture. Um, but I do agree with you the fact that the uh, the set pieces I did like the set pieces, but at the same time they did kind of feel a bit like Tony Stark had to come and save him. Um, and I feel like this movie, I do feel this movie was a bit overhyped, like, I heard a lot of people saying it was the best MCU film, and I just couldn't see it, um, but I do agree with you in the fact that it didn't feel like a Spider-Man film with, like, when he was actually Spider-Man, because he wasn't swinging around New York yeah. or anything like that. I don't um, think it's the best Spider-Man movie, like a lot of people said, I still think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. Yeah, see, my, my favorite Spider-Man is actually The Amazing Spider-Man 1, mm. which is a bit controversial, but I really like that. But um, I do love Tom Holland in the role, though I really do. Um, but for me, another thing, I, I love his relationship with Ned, I love Ned, Ned is so funny. Mm. Um, and I loved, I, I did love the characters, like Marissa Tomei. I really liked this like different style of Aunt May. I did mm. like that. Um, but the love interest, uh, Liz, I, I wasn't a massive fan of. And... Yeah. Uh, Zendaya was a good character, but the MNG she said, like, oh, most people call me MJ. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, it was good, but I don't think it was like amazing. Like, what you say. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Okay, so number nine for me is Black Panther. I've only seen this one time, uh, so you know, we'll see what happens on the rewatch. Uh, this was a really good movie, it was a solid movie. Uh, I really liked all of the characters, that was the strength of the movie. I thought that uh, Killmonger was a really interesting character. I, you know, you can see completely his valid, completely valid motivation. And, you know, he wants uh, the Wakandia to get out and to help people and to help uh, those in, in, in suffering in the, in the neighborhoods like that he grew up in. Uh, he wants them to be a better example. So that was really good. I really liked uh, all, the, all the acting is very strong. Chadwick Boseman is really good as the lead character. Uh, I, I liked the world building. I thought it was really good. Uh, my only real flaw with the movie is I thought that there, there's a point where uh, the Chadwick Boseman character is out of commission <laughs> in the middle, and we don't see him. And I felt like during that segment, the movie kind of stalled, and it was sort of it started started to get a little little slow for me. And I, I started to get a little bored. But then he comes back, and you get this really strong ending and this really good. Uh, ending and I, I really liked the female characters. I would totally watch a movie with the three main lead female women in that movie. I, I think that would be really entertaining. So it's it's I've just seen it once last night. So 
it's a it's a hard one to rank, but that's where I have it for now at number nine. Yeah. What do you have at nine? Uh, my number nine is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, and yeah, I do. I think the song is good. I do think it's good. Um, I I love just the characterization in this film. Like, I do like Ultron. A lot of people say he's a crap villain. I don't no. see that. I think he's a good villain. I think James Spader as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Scarlet Witch. And I love Quicksilver. Um, I really wish they hadn't done what they did to Quicksilver though, because that I feel like he would have been a good character to keep in the MCU. Um, but the whole there was a lot of things in this film that I just felt were unnecessary. The whole thing at Hawkeye's farm, I didn't care for. Um, I wasn't that big a fan of the Hulk and Natasha romance. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like the. I do kind of agree with him. Like, yeah, Natasha's a good way to calm the Hulk down. But like, I don't know. It just didn't feel necessary. There were some funny moments though, and there were some great set pieces. I thought, especially um, the one on the bridge in the middle when they're trying to get like Vision. They're trying to get Vision's casket thing, and Black Widow's like basically doing an action set piece on a motorbike, which I just thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I do love Vision, and Vision's a weird character because essentially he could just end everything, but they can't obviously do that. So his powers are always stripped back, but he was cool. Um, I do like Paul Bettany as Vision. Um, and the thing I did like about this character so much, like you said earlier with Black Widow's backstory, is each character seems to take a personal journey. Mm-hmm. And I do like that. I like how Thor like just kind of crashes back in and creates Vision. Um, I like that we get our first real introduction to the Infinity Stones and all that. They have been in other films, but I'm glad that like this is finally kind of an explanation. Um, and the final battle was good, and I don't think like people give Ultron enough credit. Like he literally was like this close to like completing his mission. He almost destroyed the entire world, and I think that, that that's good. Well, obviously it's not good, but. Mm-hmm. It's good as a villain, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, I like this film, to be honest. I do think it is good. Yeah, I enjoy it too, despite some flaws. Uh, so, okay, number eight for me is Ant-Man. And I know a lot of people weren't big high on this, but I really like it. I think the Paul Rudd is super charming. I think that Michael Douglas is really good in it. I like the fact that... It, to use the pun, that it feels small. It's just basically like a heist movie as opposed to Age of Ultron, which was, you know, this this huge, like, you know, world-ending kind of a thing uh, with, you know, whole cities getting lifted up and all of that. And so it was a nice contrast, you know, to Ultron. Uh, in fact, it's just trying to get this one little thing from this one building and i like Corey stall as yellow jacket i've always liked him as an actor and i think i've he's super attractive to me and so i i enjoyed him as a villain actually my only real flaw with this movie is that i don't think that uh oh shoot what's her name evangel i don't think that evangeline lily is a good actress i think she's very wooden i think she's very flat uh i i don't get any emotion from her i just don't think I didn't like her in the Hobbit movies. I not. I, I didn't watch Lost. I just don't. I just don't think that she's a very good actress, to put it bluntly. I and she's certainly no match for the charisma of Paul Rudd, who's like super charismatic. And I, I liked. The, I thought the comedy really worked for me in this one. I thought it was funny, and I. I, I don't know. I just like it. So, uh, and the special effects look really good. So I. That's why I have it at, at number eight. 
uh, my number eight is Ant-Man. Ah! And, uh, one the yeah. same. <laughs> I, I liked Ant-Man quite a lot, actually, when I first watched it. Obviously, like I said earlier, it was the first MCU film I watched, and it's funny watching that and then, like, watching it again, like, as during my rewatch, because obviously at that point, I had no who I had no idea who Falcon was, so I was like, whoa, who's he Falcon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... And I really did like that they were tackling that idea because, like, you know, all throughout the film, Paul Rudd was like, why don't we just call the Avengers? And I think that was cool because, obviously, that was, like, that's a big gripe with Marvel, like, with Marvel films, like, going forward is, like, we're at the point now where, like, there's pretty much, like, no standalone films can be really made because, you know, there's so many superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I do agree, Ant-Man was, it was a very small scale film, and I think it's the best film for doing that being smaller scale, like, I do enjoy that. And I, I, I think, like, the comedy was, I loved, loved Michael Pena. I thought he was so funny in this film. Um, Michael Douglas was great. Evangeline Lilly, I do agree that she was a bit flat, um, but I still did like Hope as a character. Um, the Yellow Jacket, I think, is a much better villain than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I really do like the, and he looks amazing in the Yellow Jacket suit. Yeah. Um, and, this film's like visual, like visual standpoints are just so good. Like there is literally a fight scene in a briefcase. Yeah, and that is just awesome. And then the whole thing at the end with it when like the ant becomes massive and the, the massive Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, I, I love things like that. Then the only like there were the, the only couple of things that I didn't really like um, were I wasn't a massive fan of um, I forget his name, but. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd's ex-wife's oh yeah, 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 yeah. his whole thing was just like eh. yeah yeah um, but I liked, I did like his daughter I think she was cute um but they, they, that that family was a little bit wasted in the film but um yeah I still did enjoy the film um, and I'm so I, I I don't know if you've seen the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer but I'm very excited to see that film so uh, I'm very excited but I am nervous since I'm not high on on Evangeline Lilly. That's my only concern is that now she's getting more of a part and I'm like mm, I don't think she's that a very good actress but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe she'll win me over. Yeah, but yeah, I did, I'd love the training sequences in this film as well. Like, yeah. when he was like learning uh, with all the different ants, it was pretty cool and yeah. I mean yeah, this film made me, this film made me feel sad when an ant died. Yeah. So, I mean, that's quite good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So I'm is in at number eight, yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. And number seven for me is Thor. We already talked about this quite a bit. But uh, I really, I just love Chris Hemsworth as Thor so much uh, that uh, he, the movie works for me. I, I like uh, him and Loki so much. And I think that the fish out of water stuff is really charming and really funny. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just one of those superhero movies that, to me, is uh, is redeemed, I guess, or or is made valid and entertaining by having an amazing superhero at the lead in Thor, who I love, and so I like the movie a lot. I just think it's it's really entertaining, and Jane's kind of annoying in it, but not as annoying as in the other movies <laughs> in the other movie. And Anthony Hopkins is there, kind of give it gravitas, you know, it kind of gives it sort of weight as a serious actor. And yeah, Idris Elba is Handel, I think is good. I, 
I don't know. I just think it's overall an entertaining superhero movie because of how great superhero is. So, uh, what do you have at seven? Number seven, I have Black Panther. Okay. Um, and yeah, when, like, like Rachel, I've only seen it once. Um, but I just really enjoyed this film. Um, going into it, I'd heard that like there weren't many action sequences, but I was like, really? Because there was a lot in this film, I felt. Um, and I do just really enjoy Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of this character. Mm-hmm. And his acting in this film was really heightened, I think. Um, yeah. I've only seen Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in Civil War, so I haven't really seen much of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was really good in this film. And the acting and characters all around, like Rachel said, was just really good. Um, I like the lore towards the Black Panther. Um, I like that they had King, Ch- King T'Chaka back from... Um, so I wasn't expecting that actually, and that was that was a nice surprise. And um, I just really liked the backstory of Killmonger. I really did. Um, I think it was interesting. I do really think it was interesting. And like I said, I can't remember the name that much, but his little sister was just the most endearing character. Yeah, she was super cute. Loved his little sister, like because she was like kind of stepped back for most of the film, but in the end, she was really actually quite awesome. And then. Martin Freeman did well, I think. Uh, Andy Serkis did well, I think. Andy Serkis is one of the few in the flesh roles we actually get to see him in. So yeah. uh, uh, he was great. Um, and I, he was mental in this film, but it was good mental. So yeah. And the set piece in Tokyo, um, the part where Black Panther like, runs across the wall was just so cool. Yeah, that was uh, cool. And, and I just love it. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, one that I think it might even move up spots once I see it more times. Uh, and I, I think they give really good character motivations for all the characters. And I, I think that uh, it's just a really cool world of Wakanda, which was fun to be in. And I would totally, like, do you agree with me that those three main leading ladies, uh, that that would be an entertaining movie? Have one about yeah, them. I love the three. Like, um, I forget the name, but the the main woman in the red costume. Yeah, her in at the start of the Tokyo set, the start the start of the um, uh, Asia set piece. Uh-huh. In when she was in the uh, in the casino, just like knocking everyone out. Was yeah, so cool. And then I think it's Lupita <laughs> Nyong'o. Um, she was also just really good in this film. And I, I like I don't think they really needed to make her an ex of Black Panther, but I don't think it hurt the film. No. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, she was really, really, really good, and yeah, it's it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> this is like the year for uh, casino scenes in uh, in fantasy movies, <laughs> in in Last Jedi, and then in this, and then also in Star Trek Discovery. In the finale, there's this whole scene in the casino scene. <laughs> I did it in the last Jedi, so yeah, <laughs> it's just interesting. Uh, so yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's a, it's a good film. Uh, so number six for me is Captain America: Civil War. I think that this movie does such a good job of of developing and getting the character motivations right for Steve and for Tony, and you totally can see, especially if you watch the other films where the two are coming from because Steve has seen, cause he ju- has just seen shield get infiltrated shield of all places. 
and you know in the previous film and so he's the last person that's going to want to sign over his agency to this sokovia accord and and but then you have tony who through his agency and choices has just created ultron and caused all of this horror and you know he has these panic attacks and everything in iron man 3 so it totally makes sense why he's going to want to sign over his agency he's going to want somebody else to make these choices because he's just made really bad choices and so i think that that is what's the like the strongest part of this movie and i think that the airport scene for me is really fun and entertaining and uh yeah some people claim you know complain about there being no stakes and nobody dies or whatever but i just didn't care about that i thought it was fun i enjoyed it and uh you know i don't think that we really needed the letter at the end <laughs> with steve you know like making everything nice like it's okay for things to end on you know sort of conflict like i can handle that you know like we can have a mature kind of ending uh and i don't know there's like little things that you could take out uh but you know, that are for sort of other movies or, or whatever and other questions. I thought it was a great introduction to Spider-Man. Very entertaining. I liked seeing, you know, uh, Ant-Man back. I liked, uh, overall, I just think it was a, it was a very fun movie. I'm not that big a fan of Zemo. He gets on my nerves at a certain point. And I think that him uh, hanging those people up in the water at the beginning, I think that that's, that was a little much to me. That was a little... Um, it felt a little gratuitous to me for a Marvel movie. Uh, but other than that, I really like Civil War. I think it's fun. Yep. Uh, mine will be coming up very soon. So, um, but yeah, in at my number six uh, is Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely from this point onwards are films that I absolutely love. Yeah. So, like, I don't really have a bad thing to say about any, uh, any of the rest of the films that I'm going to talk about, but Thor Ragnarok was just such a fun film for me. Like after I'd watched the MCU, this was in, this was like the first release of the MCU that I was really really hyped about. Mm -hmm. So going to see it in the uh, in the cinema was just amazing. They completely just nailed Thor in this film, yeah. and I couldn't oh, have been yeah. like because the thing is, while most characters have got trilogies in the MCU, I really hope this isn't the end for Thor because this just feels like a new. This feels like the start of a new trilogy. Yeah, um, it was just so. Good, like right from the off, it was just so good. That whole battle with uh, Surtur at the start just kind of drove the film straight where it needed to be. I loved the whole thing with uh, like Matt Damon playing Loki in the play. That was amazing. <laughs> um, and I, the Hulk was in this film, and the Hulk was great in this film. I like how they kind of tied that in from Age of Ultron. Yeah, Valkyrie was fun. Hela was fun. Loki was fun. Like because the only, the only thing that I really had a gripe with in this film was. It did feel a little bit too cluttered. The only character I really didn't care for was uh, Carl Urban's character. Okay, okay. He, yeah, I can see he that. Did, he didn't feel like massively necessary. He feel like to me, he just felt like he took screen time away from like Valkyrie or Hela. Um, but to me, this is without a doubt the funniest yeah. MCU. But Korg made me laugh every time he was on screen. Yeah. Um, and I just love Tiger Wadidi in that role. Um, I just love the vision and the whole, the whole visual aspects of this film. It really felt like a Guardians of the Galaxy film to me. Yeah. Um, I love the whole thing. Like, let's make the Revengers uh, with Hulk. Um, Valkyrie was awesome. The whole thing with Hulk's powers coming back was amazing. And I love that part in the middle, like at the like near the end, 
where he's where he sees his he sees Odin again, and he says like, "I can't do it," and he says, "You're not the god of hammers," because it sounds like quite a silly line, but it's like true. Like he isn't Mjolnir isn't him, and then the whole thing with his lightning powers is amazing, and I'm just so interested to see what mm-hmm. how he ends up with the Guardians of the Galaxy because that is just going to be a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. I just can't wait to see where, how the character goes going forward because he was just amazing in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, I agree. I have it at number five. So I completely agree with you. Everything you said, I love Valkyrie. I loved Thor and Loki in this movie. I thought they were so fun and so charming and hilarious. And uh, But I, I, I thought their relationship actually kind of uh, got to this interesting spot like it continues to grow in each of these movies that they're in uh just just both those actors have just charisma you know like like people make it too complicated like it's really not that complicated if you want to make a superhero movie that i am going to like you have really charismatic really fun <laughs> fun fun heroes like i'm gonna like the movie you know like if i like the heroes and i you know, even if the, like if the villain isn't that great, I don't care. Like if I like the heroes, that's what's important to me. And I just thought they were so fun. And I liked the fact that we actually got to see a lot of Hulk, uh, because usually it's you know just it's him in just this in the anger fighting mode, and and then it becomes Bruce quite quickly. But to see some him like hot tubbing and stuff was super great. I love Valkyrie. I, I loved just the whole style of it. I thought Jeff Goldblum's character was really funny, really worked. I, I pretty much my only flaws with the movie was that I thought that that like giant wolf thing looked super cheesy and I didn't like it. Um, and so some of the some of the <laughs> things I didn't like, but I actually liked the Hondel's character. Like actually had something to do and it was sort of interesting and he was sort of Thor's eyes into what was going on in Asgard. And yeah, I, I just love Thor. I, Thor Ragnarok to me is probably the most rewatchable of any of the MCU movies. I could just put it on anytime and just kind of have it in the background and just enjoy it. And uh, so uh, I, it's my number five. Yeah, and I think with the, because the Hulk, they can't actually make a solo, another trilogy for the Hulk. Um, so they're just going to give him like a massive story arc in. Thor Ragnarok and then Infinity War Part One and Two. Yeah, but uh, I so agree with you. I would love if they announced a Thor Ragnarok Two. I would be all yeah. bored. Like I, I loved like the whole like the actual stuff with the Hulk was so interesting. Like the fact that he's been the Hulk for two years is really interesting. Like, yeah. and I think Mark seeing Mark Ruffalo in Tony Stark's clothes for some reason just really made me laugh. Yeah, oh, that was funny. Um, he was in Tony's class. <laughs> it was just, it was just really good. It yeah. was really good. I agree with you. So, uh, so let's see. What do you have at number five? Uh, my number five is Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Um, pretty similar to you, really. I just, I really enjoyed this film. This was actually one of the reasons I wanted to start the MCU because I really wanted to watch this film. Like, I had such an urge to watch this film. And uh, my friend, who is like a really big Marvel fan, was telling me like, you have to watch the Iron Man's to understand what's going on with Tony. You have to watch the Captain America to understand what's going on with Steve. And then, you know, for some of the Iron Man's, you've got to watch the Avengers. So in the end, I just decided to watch them all. And uh, and, and yeah, like I agree with you so much. They really get the character motivation spot on. And one thing I really think they do well in this movie, 
amongst all these amazing characters, it never ever feels like it's not a Captain America movie. You still always mm-hmm. remember that right. Captain America is the sole purpose of this film. Um, I think it is the most character development for anyone in the solo film. Like he literally drops the mantle of Captain America in the end. Um, mm-hmm. The whole airport battle was amazing. I love Giant Man. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a shame that Black Panther couldn't do more in the airport battle, but he did get his action set piece in the uh, chaseway under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like major love for Sebastian Stan. I think he's the most attractive man ever. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So Bucky Barnes and the Winter Soldier. I love Bucky Barnes. Um, uh, and all the characters in this were just amazing. Fal- Falcon was really good. Scarlet Witch was really good. Um, War Machine, I'm not going to lie, I kind of wish that War Machine did die. Not because I hate him, but kind of because I feel like that would have been a good turning point. For um, Tony. Yeah, I kind of agree. And that is a, a sort of a flaw in Spider-Man Homecoming. The fact that, like, the end of Civil War, like, Tony is this distraught character, and yet supposedly you're supposed to believe in Spider-Man Homecoming that he's, like, getting on the plane all flipping and, you know, whatever. You're like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, cause I saw like a tweet somewhere where someone was saying like, I don't know how Tony Stark can ever stand in the same room as Steve Rogers again. Because like, yeah. I mean, at least like Falcon went down to check if War Machine was okay, but Steve didn't care. He didn't care that War Machine could have died. Um, yeah. Zemo, I don't, I do, it's weird because he's not really necessary, but he does accomplish his goal. So it's yeah. a bit weird for that. And I do like this whole idea of the multiple winter soldiers um, yeah that's true um and things like that i do enjoy but i don't know there was just i, I just love this film i really do and like i say as much as there was so many characters it always felt good it always felt a captain america movie mm-hmm. and like just the characters were great i love the introduction to t'challa um his storyline was really emotional actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow was great in the film. I love mm-hmm. Black Widow, actually. It's absolute annoying that she doesn't have a solo film yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man was cool. Uh, just everything about this film, really, was just amazing. And like I said, the airport battle was my favourite Marvel set piece of all time. So, Cool. Uh, yeah, so for me, for number four, I have the original Iron Man. I think that this is one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best superhero origin stories ever made i think the arc that tony goes on from you know being this distributor of mass you know weapons uh, weapons of mass destruction to becoming a superhero and kind of uh, finding that i think is really really interesting and what i like the most about him is that he he's a really smart care a smart person and you kind of forget that in like I said in the later ones especially when he's creating ultron and stuff and being really stupid uh but in this one like he creates this suit out of like nothing in this cave and i i think that's fun to watch and i enjoy it and i i think that uh, because it was the first man in a suit evil you know evil man in a suit like i i think i guess i give it a little bit of a pass because uh, and, you know, it works, I think, for the story to have Tony be betrayed by somebody that he'd basically grown up with and that he trusted. And, and uh, I, I like, you know, him and Pepper are, are, are fun together and it's fine. Sort of a nice, like, romantic comedy type banter, I think, between them. I think that Robert Downey Jr. is so great. He's so charismatic and in the role. And... So I I really like it. So 
and I have it in number four. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know why I don't. I don't know. There was just always. I never really got into it as much as others. I guess that's why I just didn't. Yeah, really fair enough. Um, uh, what do you well, have it for? Yeah, my number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, and along with Thor Ragnarok, I think this is also the most rewatchable because mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, every character, I think, even though some of them, like Gamora, well, she's a little bit underutilized, she's still really good in this film. Mm-hmm. Drax is bearable in this movie, which is definitely not true for the second film. Um, even though I, you know, I mean, you'll, the second film hasn't been on my ranking yet, <laughs> so I do really like it, but the first film, it, I pretty much like them, but they've gone back and forth many times. Um, but at the moment, the, sec- the first film, I like it, uh, and it's good all the way through. It really is. Uh, I think Rocket and Groot's relationship is great. It really reminds me of um, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. I really, really like Groot. He is the most enduring character ever. Um, the cheesiest line in movie history, we are Groot, is mm-hmm. just emotional. Um, I love the prison sequence. Um and Rocket is, for some reason, actually my favourite superhero. So I, I love Rocket Raccoon. Um, I think in that final battle, when he crashes into Ronin, is just amazing. And then that final shot where they're all holding the Infinity Stone and like connecting the power, it gives me so many goosebumps every time I see it. Um, the, the, the soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I li- When I'm at college, I literally just have this soundtrack on repeat because it's just so good mm-hmm. um everything about this film to me was amazing and my favorite line of the film um is what rocket raccoon says to drax after he's called ronin and it's when he says everyone's got dead people it's no excuse to get everyone else dead along the way that line for me just kind of embodies rocket raccoon in a way that like he still cares but he's still grunt about it and mm-hmm. It, everything around it was just great. The, the acting performances were great. Bradley Cooper does amazing voice work. Vin Diesel, even though he has to say three words, he's still great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ronin, Ronin, I think he looks amazing. He's a bit of a. He doesn't really do that much as a villain, um, but he's. I don't think he hurts the movie in any way. Um, and yeah, I think it just it really leaves me on a happy on a happy mood. So mm-hmm. that's why I like this film. Yeah, well, it's, I have it at number three, so I'm, I'm very close with you on it. I find this just super entertaining. I love all of these people, uh, all these characters, but I love them together. And that's sort of the greatness of this film is that it's all about, it's an origin story, but instead of an origin story of one superhero, it's the origin story of a team, which is really, really fun to see them all sort of gather together and all have their sort of little things that they add to this, this family. And uh, it's definitely the most Infinity Stone focused of any of the Marvel movies, in my opinion. And so that's sort of fun. It kind of adds to this sense of sort of a space opera of them searching for these, you know, these Infinity Stones, but then also kind of just coming together as a group and uh, getting chased and around the galaxy. And I, I think the ending was really emotional with Groot. I think it really works. I love the look of it, the feel of it. I, the music is amazing. Uh, it's, it's just a super enjoyable 
film for me. And 2014 was like the best year ever for superhero movies because mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the only only bad one that year was uh, I guess you could say the Ninja Turtles movie was bad, and also the um, I did not like Amazing Spider-Man two. So, but other than that, it was stellar because Captain America: Winter Soldier came out that year, Guardians of the Galaxy. Big Hero 6, and Days of, X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> Those are really good, which I think is really great. So uh, anyway, it was a great year, and uh, I just I just you know, really enjoyed this movie. So I have it at three. Uh, yeah, one three? of three is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Um, and I know it's really controversial to have it better than the thing, better than the first one, but the, th- the reason that I put this just above the first Guardians is because... While I do agree that the split up of the team is a bit annoying, by the end, I am actually in a better mood at the end of this film than I am at the first one. That final battle with Ego um, is just amazing. I think when when Ego's like when it goes like cuts, they're each member, they're all being held in his tentacle like tentacle things, and then Peter just kind of slams at him. I love it. Uh, Baby Groot is adorable. Um, I like Rocket in this film. I do agree that he's he's definitely a lot more annoying and unlikable, but I still think he is okay in this film. Um, Drax, I do agree, is just not good. I don't like Drax. He spends like half of the film just laughing obnoxiously. Um, and I do think he's way too nasty to Mantis because um, she's just such an adorable character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ego, I do. Um, Ego, con- very, very controversial. He's actually my favourite Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. I really, really like Ego because similarly to Mother Gothel in Tangled, Mother Gothel takes motherhood and turns it from this sacred bond into something very manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Ego does with Peter. Um, and I think he does it quite well. Um, uh, the Sovereign, for me, were a bit wasted in this film. Just, oh, simply, yeah. be- just simply because, like, if they're kind of setting the Sovereign up to be the villains of Guardians 3, they're not going to seem that good that, that good anymore because, I mean, the Guardians beat them on two separate occasions in this film. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be good. They're not going to seem good if they're villains in the third film. Um, Yondu was an amazing character. I love Yondu towards the end. I actually preferred the musical sco- the soundtrack to this film. Really? I did. Oh, I, was... I thought it was so much weaker. I really I did. I really To me, it felt very on the nose. Whereas the other ones, it felt like uh, you had to kind of work a little bit harder to figure out why did they pick this song for this scene? And, and the other one, I felt like it was just like literally the characters were s- sort of saying here's why we picked this song because it's, you know, it's a, it's a song about a, a woman whose husband or partner, you know, leaves and they're talking about a woman whose partner leaves, you know, it was just very like, to me, it was very on the nose and I, I like more sort of creative soundtrack choices, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, but I don't know, just personally the songs for me, I just kind of preferred a little bit more. Um, Interesting. The, I think the movie is just visually stunning. Um, it's pretty movie. I'll give you that for sure. And yeah, I just really enjoyed the whole film to be like the the whole undertone of the film. Um, mm-hmm. the, the start, the opening sequence. One thing I will say is, Baby Groot does nothing in that opening sequence but dance, and yet in the final battle, he actually has like the most pivotal role. So like, I don't know. They kind of wasted Groot in that opening sequence, and I don't think that they 
overused, maybe. He was definitely yeah. one of the characters that could have been overused. But yeah. I think they used him just the perfect amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was adorable. Like, the, that one scene where like they're flying away from the Sovereign and he's just sitting in one of the seats eating a bowl of Skittles. Is just yeah, that was cute. So, yeah, I just really like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and I just can't wait to see them in Infinity War. Cool. All right. Uh, so number two for me is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I think that this movie has, a, a, despite having another villain in a suit, uh, which we've seen a million times, uh, I think that it has such great action. I think the fight sequences like that elevator scene is amazing. I think the fighting between Bucky and Steve is really great because Steve obviously doesn't want to be fighting him but he has to, uh, is really good. I like the scenes with him and Peggy, uh, kind of saying goodbye. I like, uh, the, uh, sort of just what, uh, he goes through seeing shield, uh, under, uh, get, uh, get, get sabotaged, I guess I can think of the word, uh, is really good. I like, uh, Black Widow in this. I, I mean, the only real annoying things about this movie is, is, you know, sort of the fake out death. <laughs> it's kind of Nick Fury is kind of, oh, it's kind of annoying, but, uh, the car, that car crash is pretty cool and pretty good. And, uh, I, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's sort of a Mission Impossible movie mixed in with a Marvel movie and it's done very, very well. And, uh, so that's why I have it number two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we have the same top two, so uh, yeah, but my number two is the, the Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Um, I, this literally, I don't have anything bad to say about this film. Some people think it's slow to begin with, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, while sometimes multiple storylines can be annoying, I think this movie perfectly tackles everyone doing something in an action set piece. Yeah. And I love that. Like, with team-up movies, your the biggest challenge is don't waste anyone, and I think they do that perfectly in this film. Um, For sure, big, big casts sometimes people that I think, um, for example, Pixar. I think they do big casts perfectly. Mm-hmm. Every Toy Story character is great. Every Inside Out character is great. Things like that. Um, but someone like DreamWorks. I mean, I'm sorry, you you hire Jackie Chan to be Monkey, and he has like seven lines in the entire franchise. Like yeah. But in Marvel, in Marvel's case, they do so perfectly, giving everyone a moment. Um, especially in that middle set piece when they kind of become, they kind of put all their differences aside when the shield when the shield helicarrier is going down. Um, you know, Black Widow kind of takes out Hawkeye. Tony's pushing the rotary fan around and all this, and everyone's doing their thing, and I just love it. Um, that event, that circle shot of all of them is just amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, the whole final battle is great. Loki is amazing in this in this film. Um, I love Nick Fury in the film and Maria Hill, and it makes me sad that they aren't in really any of the uh, later movies. Um, I think Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Kobe Smulders do really well in the roles. Um, Phil Coulson was actually really good in this movie, which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so much about this film just was perfect. Like. For that, like, because I actually didn't really like most of Phase One, and so while watching Phase One, I was kind of just like, I was kind of waiting for it to get good because I've heard such good things about it. And then, 
I got to the Avengers, I was like, is this is the MCU really worth it? And then I finished the Avengers, and I was like, yes, it is. Because the Avengers was just so good. Um, the CGI was great. I think that, I don't think the Hulk CGI has ever been bad. I always think that the Hulk has looked great in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, the, the scale of it, I think, was really well done. Like, they really did make this feel like a world-ending film. Uh, and that final Tony Stark thing, where his suit, where he just goes dark and he flies back through the wormhole, was so, so awesome. And then the Hulk just goes and grabs him. And it was just really good watching this team form. I love Mark Ruffalo in the role. And then the post credit scene of them eating shawarma is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I just love him. I do. I do too. It's my number one. So I agree with you on pretty much all you said. I think this movie is so entertaining. I think it, it that Loki is so great in this movie. I think that seeing them all sort of uh, come together was such a satisfying moment, but I think it still works on the rewatch. Uh, because they've just lost Agent Coulson, and so that there's like an emotional reason to kind of all band together and 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 help protect and try to save New York. I I like all of the action. I like all of the the quippy dialogue. I think is really interesting. And, I mean, really fun. I, I really like it. I I just I just think it's very entertaining. It actually this movie actually won me back into the world of superhero movies because. I had seen a bunch of uh, bad ones in a row. I saw like a Green Hornet and and a, but the but Green Lantern was really like I hated that movie. I thought it was just dreadful. I'd seen Catwoman, just all these terrible movies. The worst superhero film I've ever seen, The Green Lantern. Oh, it was just terrible. I hated it, and uh, and so I and I wasn't that big into. Uh, into the Bat- Batman movies. And so, I don't know, They just I was just like, I'm done. After I saw Green Lantern, I was like, I'm done with superhero movies. It's just not for me. I don't like it. Because I wasn't at a time in my life at that point where I like saw all the movies like I do now. And so I was just like, I'm not watching them anymore. But my friends, because I had seen Iron Man, and but I hadn't seen the other movies in, the, in phase one. My friends were like, you've got to see the Avengers. It's so good. So finally, I, I got it on DVD. I didn't even see it in the theaters because I was like, yeah, right. That's what you all said about all these other movies that were terrible. And uh, <laughs> and so I put on the Avengers and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. This is so entertaining. Really liked it. And so then I went back and watched phase one. So it was sort of a, an interesting experience, you know, because I didn't have the same thing as most people had. Uh, but I, I just I just think it is exactly what you want in a superhero movie. It's funny, it's exciting, it's got a great villain, it's got great action, it's well shot, it's well made. I I love it. So it's my favorite of the MCU. It's it's, it's uh, in the discussion. I debate like my three favorite for sure. My three favorite superhero movies of all time are The Avengers, Wonder Woman, and The Incredibles. In in some order, I go back and forth. Those are my top three for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's my number one, is is The Avengers. And one thing to add to The Avengers, I think, I think for me personally, this is the best film for Tony Stark. Uh, I, I love Tony in this film. Like, when he first yeah. sees Thor, and he says, like, doth mother know you weareth her drapes, I, I just laugh so oh, much. Oh, yeah, him and Loki are so great, and Tony and Loki. 
I love it, man. Because they're kind of the same person in a, in a way, you know? Because Tony lost his his parents kind of in his, like, has sort of the same sort of wounds as Loki. And they're both kind of smart Alex, and they're both kind of, so, it, it, like, one is chosen good, one is chosen evil. <laughs> so I think they work really well with each other, very much. Uh, yeah, so uh, my, yeah, pretty much uh, my favorite film in the MCU, uh, my favorite superhero film is uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's really good. Phase two, it kind of starts off similarly to the start of phase one. Like the films are good, but they're not memorable. And then you get to Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy and it's like, okay, they've really stepped it up here. It's amazing. Yeah. And then you get to the Winter Soldier and it just carries it on. And yeah. uh, Captain America 1 is my second worst. Yeah. But then Captain America 2 is my favorite because I absolutely loved everything in this film. Nick Fury has a full action set piece while sitting down. (laughs) Uh, The Winter Soldier in his mask just looks so ominous and so cool. Yeah. And like you say, the the fights between Cap and Bucky are so emotional because you really feel this strain from Captain America. He doesn't want to be doing this. I think Sebastian Stan plays it so well as someone who's, you know, whose mind has been warped. Like, he really mm-hmm. feels like someone yeah. who has lost his mind. Uh, like he's, like, part mind. robot and part human, like, in a way. Yeah, I loved yeah. everything about the Black Widow. Black Widow was amazing in this film. Um, when they were trying to find out the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in the Apple store, and she was, like, pretending that they were looking for honeymoon locations, it was hilarious. And yeah. then the whole thing where she was, like... Uh, I really actually liked... Um, Tommy Lee Jones' character being the computer, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Black Widow was just really good in this movie. When she, like, at the end, when she pulled off when she pulled off the mask and she was like the old woman, that was so cool. Robert Redford did really well in this movie. Um, and Nick Fury, well, the fake out death, I do agree, was a bit unnecessary. Nick Fury was really cool in this film. Um, that ending where he like, kind of took off his eye patch uh, to um, Alexander Pierce was really cool. Um, and then obviously the plot twist at the end with Bucky dragging Cap out of the water, you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, so perfect in every way this film, I think. And like you say, I elevated to set piece, which just so cool. It's a really good movie. It's obviously my second, so I completely agree with you. It's um, it's a it's a really good, uh, entertaining film. So yeah, so my top five, just to recap, is, uh, well, let's my top 10, just to recap, I'll say number 10, I have Doctor Strange. Number nine, I have Black Panther. Number eight, I have Ant-Man. Number seven, Thor. Number six, Captain America Civil War. Number five, Thor Ragnarok. Number four, Iron Man. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one. Number two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And number one, The Avengers. Good list. Yeah, so what, what do you recap your top 10? Uh, my top 10 is... Uh, number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 9, Avengers Age of Ultron. 8 is Ant-Man. 7, Black Panther. 6, Thor Ragnarok. 5, Captain America Civil War. 4, Guardians of the Galaxy. 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 2, The Avengers. And then number 1, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Yeah. So we have a couple big differences, obviously. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Iron Man are probably our two biggest differences. But there was a lot that we actually were pretty close on, I would say. Yeah, mostly we're just like alternating. So like, uh, 
Captain America and the Avengers, we would just like kind of switch and then yeah, Man and Doctor Strange, we were switched. Right. Didn't you? Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for doing this for with me. This was really fun. This was kind of spontaneous. It worked out really great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> very, much, very, very fun. Um, and yeah, here's to Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Woo! It's going to be cool. exciting. <laughs> very <laughs> exciting. Very nervous. <laughs> I know. I know. Who do you think is the most likely? Who are you betting? Is it Goner? Uh, definitely Cap. <laughs> I think definitely Tony, for sure, in my opinion, because... You have this scene at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming where he's going to get married. He's super happy. And I think that nothing spells in a, like, like <laughs> yeah. immediate doom more than that. And I don't know. I just, I actually think he's more likely even than Cap. Um, I think Vision's a good front runner. Yeah. Like, when they take the Infinity Stone out, will it kill him or will it just make him underpowered? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there's just so much that can happen. But the trailer was, the trailer oddly wasn't actually that good of a trailer it didn't really give much away but it was still really enjoyable um, yeah. and i'm glad like for that one shot in the trailer you can see one of the black panther characters returning i'm so glad that one of them like, at least one of them's returning because yeah it's, that is great yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see how they manage to juggle all of these yeah. characters and how they make it work and uh, yeah it's a huge challenge i don't envy them at all because they have like 35 like characters, I swear, in this movie that they have to juggle. I, It's going to be interesting. But the Russo brothers, they did the Winter Soldier, which is obviously yeah. my favorite. So I, I trust them. I do yeah, trust them. I Russo. do too. I do too. Well, and I trust Marvel. Because like I said, I, I mean, I can sit and watch any of these movies and I'm not like miserable like when I was watching Green Lantern or something like that. Like, I think they're all watchable and they're, I don't know. So... Yeah. Yeah. I um, agree. Uh, well, thanks again for joining us. And if people want to follow you on Twitter or anything like that, um, where can people find you? Uh, I have a Twitter, which is just uh, at Reese Taylor. Um, and my YouTube, well, I don't really upload as much uh, anymore because mm-hmm. of like, personal matters. Um, if you go on my channel, there are, which is just Reese Taylor, um, there's a lot of Disney stuff, a lot of Pixar stuff. There's some Marvel stuff, um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of ranking videos if you like that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, and we did a ranking. I'll put a link down. We also did a ranking of uh, Pixar movies, so you want to check that out. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and uh, at Smiling LDS Girl on social media. So check that out. And I will be doing a uh, a podcast next week with uh, the with my friend Trevor from How to Love Comics. Uh, we've done that for all the superhero movies since Doctor Strange, except for Logan. And we're going to continue on this year. And I really love those podcasts uh, because we dive in not only to the movies, but also to the comic books. And so that makes it really interesting to me. So we'll be t- covering Black Panther in, uh, in the next couple of days. So make sure that you are tuned into the channel and keep an eye out for that because it's going to be really fun. So thanks again for doing this. This, this was good. And, uh, um, and we'll have to talk again after Infinity War. Definitely. Uh, okay. yeah, Bye.